0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. And I'm here to help validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk about whether or not you should Share your story a lot of people tell me that they want to share their story or they ask if they should and so today I'm just gonna kind of throw some stuff out for your consideration if this is something that you're thinking about doing before we start I'm gonna go ahead and do my um, struggles and successes Um, a struggle for this week I would say is just being where I'm at in life. I am in an environment where I'm not super happy. I don't really have a lot of options right now. So I'm just kind of like working with my own coach trying to like figure out how to get around that. And then um, a success would be that I just got back from Mexico City. I was in the wedding of a friend who I've been friends with for 13 years. It was an incredible weekend. I felt really safe. I felt really accepted. I felt re-energized even though I came home with like extreme lack of sleep. Um, I was very happy. I learned a lot about myself just in those four or five days that I was in that environment. And I feel ready to talk about this again. The good news is like I'm feeling a little bit weird because I haven't recorded um, any podcast for several weeks because I worked ahead for November, which was the first time that I've ever done that. And that was really nice because it gave me space to take some time off from recording the podcast and talking about Pip. Say hello. Everyone wants to say hello to Pip. If you're on YouTube, you can see Pip. If you're on the podcast, she just jumped up into my lap and she's wanting the attention of everybody. Um, But yeah, I was able to work ahead, which was really good because it ties into what I'm going to be talking about today in terms of whether or not we should talk about abuse and whether it helps us or harms us, whether it helps others or harms others. So Let's go ahead and dive in pip. Are you gonna gonna help me? I actually have like I don't have notes, but I have like a little a little bit of bullet points here. So The first consideration for every single person on whether you should like obviously we're talking about either This is my emotional support dog (laughs) If you don't know, uh, Pip's story, I trained her, I was training her as an emotional support dog. I was actually working with a trainer right before the pandemic hit, and then I stopped doing it when the pandemic hit, because we had to do everything virtually, but it cost the same, and it wasn't working the same, even though, um, to be honest, I have a lot of experience with training animals, and then also, like, we're just under a lot of stress, The finances, you know, you all know, you're all there. There's this collective trauma, uh, you know, in, like, March april of 2020 and but she is amazing and i did almost lose her um in that last relationship and why was saying that last in the abusive relationship and yeah she's my emotional support dog she still does her jobs she still comforts me as you can see i was like talking and she was like what do you do i need to help you like what's going on here um she's on my lap now thank you girly yeah i've been having a rough time and you know it, don't you anyway sorry about that um, I Don't even know what I was saying. Oh, yeah So the the biggest the first thing that you have to think about when you want to talk and what I was saying is that It doesn't matter whether we're talking do I make a platform do I start tweeting about this do I start Making TikTok content or YouTube content about this or as simple as like do I tell my sibling do I tell my friend? Do I whatever the first consideration for you? You don't want me talking with my hands. I'm a sign language interpreter pip this is how I talk. <laughs> She's like, "Are you okay? Um, okay, I'll pay you. Are you safe? Is there a possibility of retaliation? Is the per- does the person still have access to you? Are they going to show up at your house? Are they going to send flying monkeys? Which, if you don't know, those are like you know, they're little minions who can do the work of abusing you for your abuser. If your abuser wants to act like they're moving on and they're hands off and all this stuff, they're not going to actually be." calling you, texting you, showing up, threatening you, whatever, they may have someone else do it for them. So are those people around? Are are you being harassed or tormented by other people if you speak up? Is your property in danger? Are your kids or your animals in danger? Those are the things that obviously you have to think about first. If your answer to any of those questions is yes or maybe, you might wanna hold off. If you are still with that person, please do not share because it may be very dangerous to share A lot of people will comment, um, you know, on my content. They're like, oh my God, just leave. Or like, instead of talking about it on social media, you should try to get out. And I'm like, what makes you think that I'd post this if I was still in it? Because obviously that'd be very dangerous. Your abuser could see you talking about it. Some people will make like an anonymous Twitter and tweet. And I think that that's okay because you may be able to find uh, a supportive community. um, In terms of letting your feelings out, like sort of journaling out loud in 120 characters or whatever. Um, and possibly having other people encourage you um, other people who like you know making a little community there and I think that's perfectly fine as long as your abuser can't like find your phone and figure out that you're tweeting about them even if it's anonymous just make sure that you are safe because again if they see that you're out here talking about it even if you have made it out if there is a chance that they will come after you please hold off I have said this before i made a short little TikTok response because someone said that they started talking about it and then took it down um, because something happened or whatever and what i said to them was that if you are unable to use your voice now because a lot of us as survivors when we come out we're like i finally have a voice i want to use it um we will be your voice for now those of us who are able who are in a safe space who are able to talk about it we will be that voice for you we will do work right now until you can grab the baton for us or with us or whatever that looks like, um, it doesn't have to be today. So definitely something to consider. If you feel like I'm telling you not to talk about it, absolutely not. I'm just saying maybe hold off a little bit longer and we will keep doing the groundwork and when you can join us, join us, right? You didn't like how I was moving my hands so much. (coughs) Sorry, talking to Pip again. So I just finished recording a podcast with the wonderful Ashley from The Narc and Me, and this was like one of the last things that we discussed on her podcast, um, was like, what are the pros and cons of talking about our experiences as survivors? So that is over there. If you want to listen to her podcast and what we talked about, we talked about a plethora of things. I believe it'll probably air sometime in December. Um, but some of the pros are again, that we have been silenced for so long and that we, sometimes we finally find our voice in whatever whatever that looks like. I know there's also like blogs, like you can write blogs and again, that can be anonymous. There's really different, there's a lot of different options for us as survivors to be able to express ourselves in that way. I mean, so one of the pros is that healing out loud and finding that community, finding the support where we need it, but also there's cons that come with that because if, especially if on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's not just going to be survivors and other people who see us, you know, DV advocates and all that stuff. It's going to be all kinds of people. And in fact, I did a whole episode about the responses you'll get when you start talking about abuse and that's in there too. Like you're going to (coughs) have, excuse me, I am sick. I'm mildly sick, but it's enough that I'm like, "Eh." um, you know, other survivors, you're going to have people who are still in it, who need the inspiration and the support you're going to have, you know, DV advocates, you're going to have people who are way farther into their healing journey, and you're also going to have the naysayers, the victim sh- shamers, the abusers, the enablers, all that. Um, So that is also a con that comes with speaking publicly, but um, healing out loud is, can be very liberating. For me, it, it's been like a public journal i have received a lot of support i feel very lucky for that i do also like i said i get very nasty comments um victim shaming and all that stuff but um it sort of makes it more real versus a lot of times when we're just trying to heal and not able to talk about it it we still kind of live in that we can still kind of live in that space of like did this really happen did i make this up where's the proof although a lot of us have a lot of proof in our phones um so that's really helpful knowing that it's helping other people for me i do get like quite often i'm like you know what i think i've done what i need to do i feel like i have quote unquote given back to the community i could take a break i could be done with this i will be a survivor for the rest of my life i will be an advocate for the rest of my life but maybe it's just me sharing content from other people with like a little comment that you know this tool really helped me heal or you know people know that I'm a survivor they know that I'm sharing about that but maybe I'm not necessarily putting out as much content as I have been for the last year. I apologize again. I am going to be drinking this water cuz my throat is just it it's not painful but I'm just like a little bit, you know, struggling here but <coughs> um it takes away from the the silence that so much of us have been forced into i think society still would like us to keep our heads down and be quiet and just move on you know they're like yeah you can heal from a a, you know a breakup but you have like a day you can heal from abuse but you have two days you can heal from whatever and they don't want us to talk about it and i see a lot of like very obvious victim shaming but then i also see people who are like quote unquote well-meaning like Hey, hun, maybe you want to stop talking about it because maybe it's holding you back, maybe whatever. But that's another form of silencing victims, and I think that, or survivors. I think that the more we talk about it, the more we show that we are not going to be silenced anymore. (coughs) Oh my goodness. Maybe I should not be recording podcasts today. Um, The more that we show abusive folks that we're not going to keep our heads down anymore, we're not going to stay silent, we're going to show society that You know, while these people are getting away with it, they're leaving these relationships, and a lot of them, you know, it goes unreported. Um, You know, I'm not telling... I don't know who my abuser is dating now. If they're dating someone, if they're dating someones, I don't know, but I'm not obviously having access to those people or looking for those people and being like, hey, warning, here's some proof, here's some information, here's whatever. Like, we can't save those people. And they're still out here doing what they've been doing. They're still being abusive. They're still doing all that stuff, but at the same time... We are showing them that we're not going to be quiet. You know, all the people that they left in the past, and I'm not saying that they should have done anything differently. They did what they knew how to do. They just needed to get out. They just needed to survive. They just needed to move on. They stayed silent. I'm not going to do that. And again, even though I'm not going to save anyone from that person specifically, I might be able to help another person who sees their story in mine. Maybe people will see the red flags before I did and get out. I don't know. So I think that there's a lot of um, pros to sharing your story. Again, healing, supporting others, breaking the silence that we've been forced into for so long. Um, And I'm sure there's probably a lot more. Some of the cons that come with sharing our story is that Um, a lot of people, um, you, you have to be okay with what people are going to say to you and what people are going to think about you, because there is a lot of stigma, like just saying that we were in an abusive relationship, a lot of times people will judge us for that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to keep apologizing, although I want to. They will view us as stupid, as having made a poor choice. I get a lot of you should have chose better. Of course, a lot of people assume that I was dating a man, so they're like, you're just, you know, people are out here choosing bad men and all the good guys are, you know, no one wants to date a good guy. You're out here choosing bad men. I'm like, first of all, I'm, I'm queer, but like, okay. Um, people will blame you and you have to be okay with that. Um, you have to be okay, obviously, with the comments that you might receive. Um, it can be mentally taxing. For me personally, I think that it has helped a lot with my healing. But I also have to be aware of when it's no longer helping. So when I need to take a step back from consuming other content, like um, I read a book that was super validating but very triggering, and it, I read it at the time that some other things came up for me, and it was like domino effects, and I had to step back. Um, like I said, I worked ahead on the podcast, so the podcast was coming out every week, didn't even have to look at it, um, but I stopped making content. On like TikTok, Instagram YouTube and I stopped talking about it. I went to Mexico City. I stayed off my phone I just lived I focused I went into like low power mode in terms of you know creating that kind of content and I told my followers that that's what I was gonna do because We also have to be aware of when it's too much when it is holding us back like I called it sort of like a PTSD setback Um, And again, I don't think it's a setback. It's a natural part of our journey. We're going to (coughs) have, we're going to have highs and lows. We're going to be doing really, really well. And then we're going to have a nightmare. We're going to be doing really, really well. And then we're going to, you know, someone might tell us something about our abuser that we did not ask for. We're going to be doing really well. And then the holidays come around and we feel horrible and we're, or we're feeling nostalgic or whatever. We're going to have these moments that again, are not setbacks. They're part of the healing journey, but it feels like one, when you're in it. Feels like it's this wave that's carrying you out to sea that's never going to bring you back to shore. But obviously, that's all a part of the journey. And I had to stop. And this was my first major wave taking me out to sea of like sadness and, um, you know, lethargy and brain fog. And it was pretty frustrating to be in it. But I had to be able to recognize it for what it was and say, I need to take a step back. I need to slow down. I need to let go of some of the things that I've been trying to keep up with. And focus on my kiddo and myself, you know, my mental health, my physical health. Um, and you know, take a break from this. <coughs> so obviously it can be exhausting to like, for me, I'm like running in these abuse circles. I'm in the narc Avengers group where we're trying to plan meetups for this year. We're trying to help people. We're creating content together. We're supporting each other, we're having meetings. We're talking about this. Um, a large part of my life it's a part of like you know obviously i'm healing i'm talking about it um navigating parenting while healing navigating trying to heal you know childhood trauma while healing from an abusive relationship figuring out my life who i am my hobbies all of this stuff it's very complex and it absolutely can be too much again i don't feel like it holds me back personally from healing i think it's helpful to me but this is all where you have to be aware of your own limitations, be aware of what you're able to give. Um, for example, is it just sharing someone else's content on your Instagram and maybe not making content yourself? Is that all you can do? That's enough. That's all you need to be doing right now. Or that's all you can do right now. Is it, do you have a podcast? Are you creating content, you know, every day on TikTok, or is it just finding a therapist? And then finding a trusted friend and like keeping it small. Only you have the answers to what you are able to do. And if you can't share it all, that's okay. Again, no shame. We don't all have to be the same. We're not all on the same journey. If you want to go all out, please just make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And this is something that I have to tell myself too. I want to help people, but I can't help people if I'm losing myself trying to hold on to this expectation that i have of myself because nobody else put that on me when i shared on instagram last week that i needed a break every single person not all of my followers but every single person who not one person was like well how i need it like what am i going to do without it they were all like hey take care of yourself take care of your kid your a mama this is a big thing this is a lot take your break take as long as you need we'll still be here because we are humans because we are healing while we are sharing We're not, some people are more removed than others, but we're not 20 years out. We're not, I guess if we're talking about childhood trauma, we're talking about, you know, a relationship that we had 10, 15, 20 years ago. Sure. But like a lot of us who are out here doing this work, I've been out for a year. So there's not that much time between the thing that happened and the thing that we're talking about and we're actively healing during it. So ask yourself those questions. Am I safe? Am I doing too much? how do I feel when I am sharing? Do I feel safe? Do I feel good about it? Is it triggering me severely when people are gaslighting me in my comments or victim shaming me? Or am I like, this is their problem, not mine. This does not say anything about me. This is something about them. Can I handle that kind of thing? Because we don't want to be re-triggering ourselves. We don't want to be putting ourselves in harm's way. Again, we will I know that when I stop making that content, other people are still doing it. And that's okay. I'm not the only person in the world doing this. And if I never talk about it again, that's okay too. Other people will come up. They'll see the content I've already made. They'll see the content other people have already made, are making, and they'll be able to do it too eventually if they feel empowered to do so. So again, when I say, ask yourself this, think about how this feels, do all that stuff. This needs to be an ongoing thing for you. It's not a year ago I started feeling safe to do this. So that means it's the green light all the way. It's like just the same as with consent. Just because you got the green light one day doesn't mean you have it the next day. So be constantly reflecting. Do you have the energy today? A lot of times I don't have the energy. I'm tired. I don't want to talk about it. Sometimes it's one day. I took like a week off just now and that's okay. So continually asking yourself those questions. um, And do not let it control you do not let it be everything that you are doing make sure you're doing your hobbies make sure that you're doing your self-care make sure you're doing all the other things that you need to be doing for yourself and not just letting this be the thing that's driving you forward because when it does stop again you're going to be asking yourself what do i do now so for me i'm at the point where if i stop talking about it i'm okay i can talk about other things right but (laughs) <laughs> if this is the only thing that I feel like I'm doing with my life what am I gonna do tomorrow if I say I don't want to talk about this again so that's really important keep taking care of you you got this okay I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up again I'm sorry for the sickness that I have Um congestion is one thing but like the coughing it's so annoying to have to stop and cough and I'm sure it's annoying to listen to so I apologize but at the same time we're all human I have the energy to put this out there today so I'm gonna do it so please um you know bear with me I'm actually gonna record a couple more episodes so these next couple weeks that you're listening you're gonna be like this girl coughs a lot um Anyway, if you like this podcast, please rate review, subscribe. I would love a five star review from you if this is benefiting you. I really want to get this into the ears of the people who need this the most. So please um, you know your interactions do help to make that happen. If you want more from me you can find me across all social media at the Lindsay Goodman. I am the Lynz Goodman on Twitter. Uh, but you can always find me there. I do love to hear your opinions when you do listen to the podcast. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any suggestions, something you'd like me to hash out for all of you on another episode. Uh, Please feel free to reach out. Thank you so much and I will see you next week.